welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is your host, Sarah Hardunger, and this is the podcast where we talk all things planning and planning adjacent. Today's episode is going to be a little bit of a mixed bag. I know I keep talking about getting back into my rhythm of a review and questions and guests, but it hasn't quite happened yet. Hopefully this fall, I'll be able to settle into something a little bit more regular. And I do have some wonderful guests on my schedule that I'll be speaking to and sharing those episodes with you soon. But for today, I'm going to give a combination of some listener tips, some personal updates, and then a little bit of peek into what might be to come. Okay, so we're going to begin today with our listener tip, which came in from another Sarah. And this was in response to the show that we had with Lonnie Inlander, the stylist who talked about planning your wardrobe. And this was Sarah's unique idea that I just wanted to share with you all. She writes, I also particularly enjoyed hearing about wardrobe planning in the previous episode, especially as I'm still changing shape after giving birth six months ago. I'm all about the capsule wardrobe. So I thought I'd share my strategy for choosing what to wear each day of the week. I have found that I associate each day of the week with a particular color. Monday is orange, high energy and focus. Tuesday is green. It just feels right. Wednesday is blue for balance in the middle. Thursday is purple. Same reason as Tuesday. And Friday is pink playful at the end of the week. When I'm home on weekends, I usually wear something comfortable but kind of ugly. (laughs) Example, threadbare t-shirt and sweatpants. So I don't feel bad if it gets messy while I'm home with the baby and all the chores. I landed on the color pairings a couple years ago when I was color coding my daily task planning to keep things feeling fresh for each day. More recently, I decided to apply the color scheme to my daily clothing picks. Each night, I'd choose my clothes for the following day, basing the outfit around an item in the color of the day. Any item will do. Shirt, pants, accent, scarf, socks, and I'm flexible about the actual color. Example, brown is close enough to orange to count. I find this system gives me a workable balance of structure and flexibility. I love that. I feel like it's the wardrobe equivalent of Taco Tuesday, pasta on Wednesday, or, you know, the meal rotations that a lot of people use. It just takes a little bit of the thought out of it, but still leaves a lot of room for creativity. So thank you, Sarah, so much for sharing. I am, you know, sharing this little tip in lieu of our traditional planner piece because I think I'm low on planner pieces or maybe I have them saved somewhere and I need to look for them. But I thought this tip was too good not to share. And I thought it was was really, really cool to hear. On a personal and somewhat related note, I have made the executive decisions that when I am on call for the hospital, which doesn't happen that often, it's like one out of every eight to 10 weeks or something like that. But when I'm on call, I'm on call for a week at a time. And I always used to wear regular clothes or sort of like a dressed down version of regular clothes. Like I couldn't decide. I wanted to be more casual, but wasn't exactly sure what to do. I just decided I'm going to wear scrubs. And this is totally pandemic influenced because the number of people wearing scrubs to work has definitely increased in the last couple of years among physicians that I have noticed. And I am here for it. So I ordered some name brand scrubs. I'm not going to discuss specifics here, but I really, really like them. And actually, I have some really cheap off-brand scrubs as well that I'm rotating in. And I just feel so comfortable. And that uniform and taking the thought entirely out of my outfit choices on those more stressful days, plus the ability to wear sneakers with them so that I can really move around the hospital with ease has made things a lot nicer for those weeks. So 
took me long enough. I did used to wear scrubs on call when I was a resident, but that was a really long time ago. So it's it's kind of fun to be back doing that again. And this is probably going to be my practice until I no longer practice anymore. So a really long time from now, I'm going to be a 75-year-old, well, maybe not, but <laughs> an old doctor running around the hospital on call in scrubs. All right. Now I have a tip that came from my email from a woman and planner lover named Tina DeSanto. Tina wrote to me very kindly to share that she is a curator of a website called The Planner Wire. And I was a little bit shocked that I had not come across The Planner Wire on my own, but I had never seen her site. And what it is, is a hub for planner news. She does her own roundups of different brands, sales, promotions. She'll do little collections of new favorites. For example, guided journals. She has a recent one which featured everything from the new Cultivate What Matters book journal to Samaritan Condren products and some Happy Planner products and you know other brands that I'm not as familiar with. And she also has like featured planners. And she has a podcast section, which I was so delighted to see had my show right next to the planners and wine show. So super honored to be part of what she listed on her site. And the other thing that I thought was so fascinating and I had no idea about is that she lists all of the planning conferences And I just had no idea that there were so many planning conferences out there. I had heard of Go Wild, mostly through Planners and Wine and a couple other podcasts that I listened to, but I really didn't know there were all these little regional and interesting themed planner conferences out there. I definitely think I want to go to a planner conference sometime. We will see what happens. I also would totally hold a planner conference. So who knows? Maybe there will be a Best Laid Plans Fest 2023 or something like that. So stay tuned. If you think you would be in for something like that, let me know. I am definitely up for hearing your ideas. All right. So we're going to take a quick break and I am going to chat a little bit in a moment about my current lineup and things going on and things to come. Organization always gives you time. Brian Tracy said, a minute spent planning saves you 10 in execution. You already know this. That is why you follow Sarah and listen to the Best Laid Plans podcast. The Sunday Basket is a natural partner for your planning routine. The Sunday Basket contains and corrals all your ideas, paper notes, to-do lists, and mail safely until you're ready for your weekly planning time. The Sunday Basket system has been proven to save five hours each week once you establish a weekly habit, which usually takes four to six weeks. My name is Lisa Woodruff, and I'm the founder and creator of the Sunday Basket and the 100-Day Home Organization Program. Sarah and I chatted in episode 33, and she's been sharing her Organized 365 journey with you here on Best Late Plans. Organize 365 is proud to sponsor the Best Laid Plans podcast. You can find out more about the Sunday Basket on sundaybasket.com or try our free seven-day mini course by going to organize365.com slash mini course. You are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes in part from Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. 
Mother's Day is just around the corner, and this is the perfect gift to treat all the well-deserving moms, moms-to-be, and mother figures in your life. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist and effortless, yet totally refined. This season, I am so into the beautiful dresses that Jenny Kane has on offer. My personal pick, and what I'm hoping to wear all season, is the Callan dress. I have it in the khaki color and feel like I could literally wear it to anything. And the best part is it's perfect for warm weather, which we have plenty of, but you could also layer it in a chilly, air-conditioned space. I also have my eye on the day dress. It's such a classic silhouette. One thing you might not know about Jenny Kane is that they also have an incredible rewards program where you can earn up to 10% back with every purchase and joining is completely free. Find your perfect Mother's Day gift or curate your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS, P-L-A-N-S, at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code PLANS. Get yourself and the women in your life the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Factor is sponsoring this episode with an awesome discount code, PLANS50, to give you 50% off your first month and 20% off the next. Trying out our sponsors helps keep the show going, and I think this is a wonderful time to give it a try, given that it's always a busy season. Factor offers no prep and no mess meals that are tailored to your wellness goals. They offer multiple options from protein plus to plant-based to keto and many more. No matter what your health goals are, you can keep kitchen time to a minimum while enjoying healthy and delicious meals with premium ingredients with Factor. You can get started feeling great and fueling well now by giving them a try. Head to factormeals.com slash plans50 and use code plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code plans50, P-L-A-N-S 50 at factormeals.com slash plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. All right, I am back. So I know I've done this, you know, not that long ago, but I still tend to get a lot of questions about what I'm using or there's confusion around what I'm using probably because what I set out to use at the beginning of the calendar year ended up changing a lot. But I've settled into a little bit of a rhythm, I think since May with a little tweak in July. And I just wanted to share what I'm using planner wise and how I am using it, including some pages that I have kind of repurposed for my own use. The first thing that's a little bit different from what I was doing previously is that I did move into the Erin Condren Daily Duo in July, and I did do a review of this planner fairly recently, so I'm not going to go through it in detail, but I got the A5 size in the neutral, I believe it's Harmony Neutral. It actually says Best Laid Plans on the cover. It's the first time I've ever monogrammed anything with the name of my podcast, and I'm kind of loving it. 
And um, it is a daily planner. So it's replacing the full focus in my lineup. I still love full focus. I still haven't decided if I'm really upset about losing. So full focus has two pages for every day. On the left, you have your to-do list and your schedule. And on the right is a blank notes page. And a lot of people complain that they don't have enough to fill that notes page. Yet I often found stuff to write down in that notes page, not every single day, but fairly frequently. And the Erin Condren Daily Duo does not have that notes page. So I'm trying to see if I can you know, fit any notes on the regular daily page or whether I'm really going to miss that page on the side. One thing I wasn't making as much use as I had in the past was the weekly review pages in the full focus. I guess I just feel like I've streamlined my weekly review process pretty well. And what I was writing down in those pages was getting a little bit repetitive. So I'm not super sad to see those go. And one thing I'm loving in the Daily Duo is that they have these really cute monthly dashboard pages at the beginning of every month. They're the same pages that were in the Life Planner that I've used many years previously. But I just really love these pages. You can put a little sticker photo. I put a place for a photo of the month, which I'm tempted to put one of the pictures I took with Genevieve, my youngest, because we took a trip together and we got a really cute photo together. But my husband and I are also going on a little couple's trip, and I suspect we'll have some great pictures as well. So I don't know. Maybe I'll have to cram two pictures in there. We will see. Anyway, I'm using a page that space for photo of the month, a list of books read over the course of the month, a list of movies and TV and music that I am appreciating, and then things I'm looking forward to, as well as my goals for the month. This is a little bit of a kind of repetitive thing because I do keep track of goals in the Cultivate What Matters planner, as I'll discuss, but Sometimes the repetition can be helpful to remind you of what you're trying to accomplish in a given month. So I did a little mini rewrite of what I'm trying to get done this month in the little goals box. Then I'm using the daily pages as one, you know, would traditionally use them. But the one other thing I'm doing a little bit differently with this planner is that on the monthly calendar pages, because I don't really need another monthly calendar, I already have one in my weekly planner that I'll get to in a second. I've been using this monthly calendar to track my reading and music listening slash appreciation. So in every calendar box, I write what page I'm on in the books I'm reading or what percentage of the way through. And I totally know that many people are like, why? I mean, are you really getting something out of that? But I'm finding it fun and oddly motivating to see you know, how quickly I'm getting through books. I do think it might make me more aware when a book is not really hitting the spot and maybe should be abandoned if I notice that day after day I'm not making any progress in it. And I have anecdotally been reading more in the last few months than I did earlier this year. So the increased attention and tracking on my reading does seem to have paid off in terms of actual books I've gotten through. You know, one might argue as to whether that's actually something to be (laughs) proud of or not, but I really enjoy reading. And so putting this little extra bit of attention to it feels beneficial to me. So yeah, those are kind of the slightly offbeat ways in which I'm using the Daily Duo, not just as a planner, but to keep track of some other things. Oh yeah, and there's a blank page at the end of every week, which the full focus did not have. And so I'm using that to do my meal planning, often pulling straight out of prep dish because you guys know I love them. This is a non-sponsored mention, 
but I truly do use their plans almost every single week. So I kind of write that out as well as maybe a couple lunch ideas or other things we might want to make. Uh, lately, I've been writing out my workouts because I've been using a running training plan and trying to integrate that with my strength workouts. So I've been putting that in there. And then I have written down a couple of focuses for the week, like both in the work and family categories. And that's what I'm using that blank page that is present each week. I know there was controversy as to whether people wanted this page or not, but I find it really handy. So I am glad that they included it. The second thing I am using in my lineup is the Hemlock and Oak Undated. I also did a thorough review of this product in a prior episode, so I'm not going to go into huge amounts of detail. I do want to give a brief update about the tabs. The tabs are made of cardboard, and I did worry that they just wouldn't hold up that well. They have not held up that well. I love this planner. I'm still going to continue using this planner, but I do carry it around and throw it in my bag. And they're still functional. They absolutely still work, but they definitely look a little bit worse for wear as I fear they might just because they are cardboard. And I love the sustainability factor of it and it blends in so nicely, but I'll share a picture. They're, they're not doing all that well. So I think that next year, I do plan on using this planner again in the dated version. I cannot wait to get the 2023 weekly that they put out. Um, it's not out yet, but I will let you know when it is, of course. I'm going to probably purchase tabs through Jet Pens, probably the similar tabs that I've used on Hobonichi in the past, and use those cute little rainbow colored tabs on their pages. I think it'll work quite well and um, probably hold up a little bit sturdier. Who knows? Maybe they'll come up with version 2.0 of their tabs by next year. I don't know. All right. So that was a little update on that. I am using this planner, you know, in the traditional way I fill out, I use it to keep track of future events. My weekly calendar, it looks almost just like a printed version of what some people's Google calendars look like. I keep my weekly to-do list on the left-hand side of each week. I'm so used to using this layout because it's extremely close to what was in the Hobonichi Cousin that I used for so many years, and it works so well for me, but I so enjoy the paper as compared to the Hobonichi paper that I see myself staying in this planner indefinitely. I just truly love it. It fits my needs so well. One thing that I'm not making huge amount of use of is like the little planning pages in the beginning and like the monthly previews and reviews. Because I use Cultivate and I, I do my kind of goal review that way, I just I just haven't delved into it as much. But the prompts are lovely and they are wonderful and included graph paper that's easy to write on when they have their prompts. So I will have to give it a try in future months. Or maybe I'll just start with July after I finish recording this episode and give it a try. All right. The next thing I've been using that's a little bit of an addition and a little bit of an experiment is I had a Jibun Techo Days B6 Slim that a wonderful listener sent to me because she ordered it for herself. Her name is Alyssa. It didn't work for her, so she sent it to me. And I had it laying around, and I couldn't decide what to do with it or whether I was going to give it to somebody then I realized it started in July and I have been really getting into my running a little bit more, like getting excited to train for races. My previous self was a kind of very invested runner, not a talented runner, but I've run four marathons and countless half marathons. And then I had a bunch of children and really the amount of time you have and mental bandwidth to devote to those kinds of things really goes down quickly after you have babies. But two of my kids are currently away at sleepaway camp and the other one is a four-year-old. And so we don't have any babies around. And I feel like I've been, 
you know, given the gift of a little bit more time and flexibility that I haven't had in perhaps a decade. Because for example, it used to be my husband and I, you know, when the kids were up, it would be very unpredictable and we kind of had to be on and watching them. And now it's less of a big deal because they sleep more predictably. I can get in a long run often, you know, longer run, maybe not a super long run before my four-year-old is up or when all three kids are home, they can all just kind of watch TV and fend for themselves in the morning for a little bit while I'm finishing a workout. Like it's just, we're out of that super physical, super on it all the time parenting phase. And so, sorry, this is a huge digression, but I'm just getting back like excited about running again. And so I decided to use this as like a fitness health tracker. I'm putting, you know, running splits in there. I'm putting some of my habits in there. I'm tracking my sleep in there. I don't know how long it will last. Remember, I did try to do something similar with the Hobonichi Weeks earlier, but this is a page per day. So it's giving me lots of room. And right now I'm I'm liking it. I just don't know if it's going to be super sustainable in the long run, but who knows? Maybe it will be. And right now I am finding it motivating and fun. So I'm just going to keep on keeping on. The next thing I am still using religiously is the Cultivate What Matters Power Sheets. I do have the 12-month version. I know they sell shorter versions as well, like three months and six months. But I like having the whole year in one book. And I still absolutely love the color I chose, which is a super, super vibrant turquoise teal. It has not gotten old. I've been using it for, this is the seventh month now, and I still see it on my desk. And I'm like, that is so pretty. I do use it every month or I have this year. I don't know if I have every year, but I do. I basically use it as part of my monthly review process. I fill out the season ahead areas. I fill out the prepare well areas, which talk about what you're excited for in the month and kind of work you through thinking about what you might want to put on your goals list. There's like space for ideas. You can kind of write out thoughts before you actually put it on the list. And then they have their wonderful tending list pages, which have space for monthly action items, weekly action items, and daily action items. And I've really been paying more attention to what I put on on here and trying to like be consistent about, for example, if I put a habit on the daily action items, I might track it in my planner as well, or just make sure I'm really paying attention to it. The monthly action items come from my general review process where I think about, I look at my 22 for 22 list. So I look at my yearly goals. I look at my goals for the third quintile since we're in summer right now. And I think about what's due and what's on the calendar and what deadlines are are happening and the landscape of the month. And that's how I come up with my monthly action items along the top here. And I'm looking at them now and I'm thinking, can I get all of these done? And we will see. But yeah, it's been working really, really well for me. And I leave it on my desk and out and visible with this sheet up at the top so that I don't forget about what I'm trying to get done, both the daily habits, the weekly action items, as well as the big monthly goals. And then finally, I am still using my Hobonichi five-year journal. This is the second of five years that this journal will last. And I just thought I'd take a brief moment to maybe explain a little bit of how low-key I am with my use of this journal. I do try to write it in almost every single day. I guess I try to run it daily, write in it daily, but if I miss a couple days, I don't like drive myself crazy. Like I just turned and April 20th is blank, but like most days are filled in here. I just don't have as much as you might imagine. I often write just a couple of lines or a word using brush pen. I guess I sort of use these pages as brush pen practice areas as well. 
one day it was my daughter's birthday party and I wrote, you know, what we did for the birthday party and that it was hot, 93 degrees, and that I took a long nap and I wrote down the names of the friends my daughter had at her party because I thought that might be something fun to see later. Or one day I wrote while we were traveling, if only X hadn't vomited on our 13 of our 14-hour trip, X being one of my children that will remain nameless for witness protection program (laughs) to protect the innocent. So really minimal. The only thing I do that's a little bit more fun is sometimes I'll throw on a random sticker, a piece of washi tape, or I will print out a picture using the Kodak Step printer. I bought this at least a year ago, maybe two years ago, because I remember using it in the beginning with my Hobonichi and it's still going strong. It just connects to my phone. The papers are fairly inexpensive. They're about $25 for 50 sheets. So it works out to about 50 cents per sticker. They're two by three inches and they're sticky on the back. So you just, you know, use the app on your phone, print out the photo. It takes less than a minute and then you can just stick it right down on your page. They don't have any drying time or anything like that. That's pretty much it. I know that's like quite a stack. And I know you've heard about some of these before, but I just thought I'd do a little bit of a deeper dive of some of the things I do to use these maybe a little bit differently. And then the hint of something fun to come is that my 10-year-old sort of went down a bullet journal rabbit hole right before she left for camp. And we spent probably four or five hours watching Amanda Rachley bullet journaling videos and of course awakened my interest as well. So I did buy her one of Amanda Rachley's beautiful bullet journals and it's arrived and waiting for her. And I have already told her that we're going to do some fun bullet journaling spreads together. So I'm going to have to figure out how I can incorporate that without adding in another planner because we all know I don't need another planner right now. But maybe I'll just play with a spare notebook. Who knows? Anyway, so more on that to come. All right. Well, this has been a little bit of a shorter episode. I think maybe uh, you are listening to it while you are traveling, or maybe you are listening to it on your commute or on a walk. But I hope it was fun to take this deeper dive into, you know, all the things I'm using right now and what's ahead. Oh, I forgot one little piece of planner news. I mentioned this on my blog, which is theshoebox.com, by the way. That's where all of the show notes live, and you can find links to different posts as well as show notes and a few affiliate links to my favorite brands and products. Anyway, Cultivate What Matters, which you just heard me talk about their goal planner, is actually coming out with a planner. I mean, they haven't formally announced it, but they posted a teaser image on Instagram as well as to their newsletter subscribers. And that's what it looks like. Plus, they talked about like getting the most out of each day. So I'm pretty sure that's what this product is. I find that super intriguing because they haven't created a planner after all these years and they've really leaned hard into their kind of devotional products as well as some journals and, of course, the power sheets, which I love. And I'm excited to see what they're going to do on the planner side of things. And I will probably order one specifically for review purposes in the future. So don't worry, I will not leave you hanging on that. All right. Well, this has been a really fun episode to record. I hope you enjoy it. And I will be back next week. I do have guests scheduled. I can't remember if they're going to be recorded in time for next week, but there will be some wonderful guests soon, as well as some reviews to come. Keep your planner piece submissions coming as well as your questions. And I will chat with you on another Monday soon. Have a wonderful week.
This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.